This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday the 20th of July. In your Sport Today, basketball launches an investigation. The AFL flips its fixture. A bulldog is fined for his bizarre tackle. And a baseball fan is banned for life. This is your Sport Today. Last Friday, Gabs, the news came out that Australia's best women's basketballer, Liz Cambage, had withdrawn from the Olympics due to mental health reasons. It came as a surprise, but there had been some talk about Cambage being involved in a heated exchange in a practice match against Nigeria. Cambage, she brushed it off, but it seems like there might be something to it now that Basketball Australia is investigating the matter. Yeah, and this comes just eight days out from the Opals' first match in Tokyo. Now, Fez, Basketball Australia said they are looking into a breach of integrity and the team's code of conduct. Cambage spoke about the incident on social media, saying... Yeah, things got heated in the Nigeria game and there was a physical altercation. Words were exchanged, but I'm hearing things that aren't true at all flying around. Cambage said the scuffle was captured on video, so it sounds like we will find out what happened, but Basketball Australia said they won't release the findings until after the games. Mm, The plot thickens, Gabs. It's a big blow as Cambage is one of the best players in the world. But the Opals haven't missed her yet. They actually beat the USA in a warm-up match in Las Vegas the day after she pulled out. The Opals' first game at the Olympics is against Belgium next Tuesday. And today's trivia question, Gabs, which WNBA team does Liz Cambage play for? The answer at the end of the episode. Staying with the Olympics, Gabs, we're just three days out from the opening ceremony. And as it stands, there are 58 COVID cases related to the Games. Well, that might seem like a high number, it's actually lower than what the Olympic medical experts were expecting. Yeah, Fez, that number was announced on Monday before two American gymnastics alternates, they're kind of like the backups, were placed in isolation after one of them tested positive. Brian McCloskey, he's the chair of the Tokyo 2020 Independent Panel of Medical Experts, he said, what we're seeing is what we expected to see. So this comes after more than 20 members of the South African team and eight from Great Britain were placed in isolation, but the Brits have all returned negative results. Yeah, that's that's good news, Gabs. And it's not a one-size-fits-all approach with how long a person must isolate for. So just because a player has to quarantine, it might not be for the full 14 days. But what life is like in the Olympic Village, I suggest following Aussie swimmer Emily Seabom on Instagram She's doing daily vlogs, and yesterday's one showed how much spit you've got to put into the vials for each COVID test. It's it's pretty interesting. We'll put a link to Emily's page in the episode notes. Also, don't forget this Friday, the Tokyo Sprint will be in your podcast feed. It's a quick Olympics news update every morning, so be sure to check it out. Guys, we've got some info on the Swans and Giants AFL players that were ruled out of Sunday's derby on the Gold Coast, and it doesn't look like they'll be back on the field for a while yet. No, Sam, it does not. The eight players, that's including big guns Toby Green and Callum Mills, who went to the Wallabies game last week in Melbourne, they'll need to isolate for 14 days. That means they'll miss this weekend's matches, with the Swans set to face Fremantle while the Giants are taking on the Bombers. But the New South Wales clubs aren't the only teams to have lost players through close contact. That's right, Gabs. Essendon, North Melbourne, Hawthorne and the Saints – 
have all had players attend the Wallabies game. And if that wasn't bad luck enough, the Bulldogs will be without Josh Dunkley for 14 days after he visited a cafe that was deemed a Tier 1 site. Queensland Firebird netballer Tipper Dwan is in the same boat. She was forced into isolation just hours before last night's match against the Sunshine Coast. The isolation means Dunkley will miss Saturday's top-of-the-table clash against Melbourne after the AFL changed up the schedule. Yeah, Fez, they've been pretty quick to react. So three matches from rounds 19 and 20 have been flipped because of these border restrictions. Also on Saturday, the Lions and Suns will now play at the Gabba, while the Crows will take on the Hawks in Adelaide. There are a fair few changes, so we'll put a link to the revised fixture in the episode notes. Gab's Rugby League fans will know all about this story. Fans, commentators, players, everyone were left stunned on Sunday afternoon when Bulldogs half Lachlan Lewis wrestled South Cody Walker to the ground as the teams left the field for halftime. It made absolutely no sense at the time, but we might know what caused it, Gabs. Fez, it still makes absolutely no sense, unless he's looking, I don't know, for a career shift to the UFC or something. So a couple of reports have come out that Walker told Lewis to go back to reserve grade, where he's played five of his nine games this season. Apparently, that's all it took for Lewis to snap, causing a good old-fashioned pylon. Lewis was given 10 minutes in the Simbin for his actions and was yesterday fined $1,600 by the NRL. Yeah, apparently he was also defending his fullback that had copped a bit of rough treatment from the South Skies. I still can't believe what I saw, and uh, if you haven't seen it yet, we'll put a link in the episode notes for you. Some good news for the Sydney-based NRL players late last night with about 500 loved ones given the green light to travel to Queensland. They'll fly out of Sydney today and quarantine for 14 days at a resort up there. Gabs, it's great to see packed houses again in America after COVID caused sport to be played behind closed doors for so long. But a New York Yankees fan has taken his passion a little bit too far and has been banned for life from attending Major League Baseball games. Fez, the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry is one of the fiercest in world sport. But as you said, a fan took it way too far over the weekend when he threw a ball that hit Boston left fielder Alex Verdugo in the back. Verdugo actually said that he'd thrown the ball to a young Red Sox fan in the stands, but the ball was intercepted and thrown back on the field, with the fan immediately ejected from Yankee Stadium. Fez, things got pretty heated. Verdugo wasn't hurt, but he had to be restrained by the team's first base coach before Red Sox manager Alex Cora briefly took his players from the field to calm the situation. The Yankees, they ended up winning 3-1 after heavy rain forced the game to be called off early. The Yankees and the MLB confirmed the fan had been banned from all future matches across America, but the fan wasn't arrested. Gabs, let's stick with supporters and an incredible story out of Tokyo that has seen a Japanese superfan denied the chance to live out his dream of seeing the Olympics in his home nation. Fez, you've got to feel for Kazunori Takashima, who has travelled the world for the past 15 years to cheer on Japanese athletes. The real estate businessman spent roughly 40000 American dollars on 197 tickets for him and his friends, which would have broken the Guinness World Record for attendance at Olympic events. But the decision by Olympic officials to ban spectators has ended the dream, which started in 2005 when he saw a figure skating tournament for the first time. Yeah, Gabs, only members of the media and selected officials will be allowed at the Games, which has been postponed since last year. The ban on crowds was designed to prevent the spread of COVID-19 after Japan entered its fourth state of emergency as coronavirus cases continue to rise. Fez, 
Understandably, Takashima says he's disappointed, but that won't stop him from being a super fan. He said, All I have now is sadness, and every time I look at the tickets, I cry. Thankfully, Fez, he'll get a refund on the tickets that he purchased. Time for Catch This. Gab's the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up, and I'm going to defer to you today. What do you got? Fez, the Barty Party hasn't stopped since you won Wimbledon earlier this month, and the good people of Ipswich want to do something special for their local hero. A new online petition wants a bridge in Springfield Central to be renamed after Ash Barty, and it already has about 1,200 signatures. Now, if you remember, Barty was given the keys to the city in 2017, and the town mayor has also mentioned building a statue of her. I reckon the Barty Bridge has a nice ring to it. What about you? Yeah, Barty Bridge has a really nice ring to it. Maybe just one thing from me, Gabs, Australia's men's cricket team, they're playing their first one day against the West Indies. That starts at 4.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. So either stay up late or set your alarm clocks early. The answer to today's trivia question, which WNBA team does Liz Cambage play for? That's the Las Vegas Aces. That's one of the most appropriate nicknames I can think of. That's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you tomorrow.